This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. Here's a question you don't get every day. Are you as good of a person as you think you are? I can make it personal. Am I as good of a person as I think I am? I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for staying with us here on American Viewpoints. Okay, the bad news. Yeah, you're probably not as good as you think you are. Neither am I. But the good news is you and I can do something about it. I'm joined right now by Dr. Christian Miller. He is a professor of philosophy at Wake Forest University. Dr. Miller, thanks so much for the time, by the way. This is an interesting approach you've taken with the book that uh, is called The Character Gap. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Okay, so one of the first things, let me kind of set a baseline for the discussion. You're talking about the science of virtue, morality, and our personal lives. I mean, the, everything we do on a daily basis. We're not talking about politics. We're talking about how we behave. That's correct. How do you measure morality and virtue? Because I can imagine somebody saying, wait a minute, Dr. Miller, that's all subjective anymore. There's no true right and wrong. How do you measure that? Right. So there are two different issues here. One is the philosophical issue and the other is the empirical issue. So I'm a philosopher. I'm going to start by defining my terms, being clear what we mean by character, what do we mean by virtue, what do we mean by morality. And to get around issues of controversy, I'm going to instead focus on clear cases of right and clear cases of wrong. So if someone, for instance, uh, neglects a person who is in an emergency and is in tremendous pain, that's clearly, in my mind, a wrong action. If, in, on the other hand, a person is taking a test and does, has an opportunity to cheat, but does not take that opportunity to cheat and does the honest thing, that's clearly an example of right action. Yeah, because those are principles that would go, you know, if they're, if the type of person is going to cheat on a test, they might cheat at work or they might cheat on some financial aspect or something like that. That's right. So so that's pretty uh, interesting to look at a case like that. If someone does cheat, it's probably not going to be isolated just to the test. It's probably going to sp- spill out into the rest of their lives as well. So that's on, on the philosophical side, the definitions. On the empirical side, how do we actually measure this and test it? Well, we can go in different directions, but the one I chose to do in the book is to look at psychological research. So there have been studies that have been conducted over the last 50 years which put participants in different situations where they have an opportunity to lie or cheat or steal or help or harm and we just see what happens. Uh, do people step up to the plate and do the right thing or do they not? And you don't want to uh, generalize from just one study. That would be a bad form of argumentation, a way to oversimplify things. But when you start amassing dozens and dozens, and now we're at, we have hundreds and hundreds of these studies, you can construct a more sophisticated, nuanced picture of what people's character is like. And so that's what I did in the book, and I came to conclusion, my own conclusion about what that picture looks like. And the book, again, is called The Character Gap. So let's talk about that title real mm-hmm. quick. And I stole my introductory line for the segment from something that you had written uh, regarding the book, and that is, are we as good as we think we are? And you repeated, and other researchers repeatedly found out, no, we're not. So right. what I think you're saying is, hey, we have a we have a reality check that you should look uh, inward with. That, that's correct. So the character gap refers to the gap between how our sh- character should be on the one hand, and then philosophy and theology to other things can say a lot about that, and how our character actually is on the other hand. And that's where I look to the empirical research. So when we think about how we should be and how we actually are, what's the gap look like? It's actually a pretty sizable gap. Uh, we're, our character does not actually reflect uh, what the kind of character we should have. So that's also ties into how we think about ourselves because there's research suggesting that we have a very positive view of our character. So if you rate your character from one to five with five being very virtuous and one being not virtuous, 
most people rate themselves around a four out of five. So on the on the upper end of the spectrum. Well, I think then there's an interesting disconnect here. We think of ourselves as having a pretty good character, but when you actually put people in situations where their character is put to the test, where they have an opportunity to step up to the plate, it's a mixed bag. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. I think the picture is a lot murkier and maybe a little bit more discouraging than we might have thought. I thought one of the interesting things about what the research has found with the human behavior is that at one point, if somebody was simply required to look at themselves in a mirror, their behavior improved. That's right. Why is that? Yeah. So let me give you um, a little bit of, of context here. Uh, so these are. this is not just in one study. You see a pattern of studies like this. So for example, when there's an opportunity to cheat, many participants will take that opportunity to cheat. But if you change the situation ever so slightly, you put them at a table in front of a mirror, they have the same opportunity to cheat. They don't do it. They don't take it anymore. And then you see this in other studies as well. So what's the underlying explanation here? It has to do with how we think of ourselves. So psychologists will say that we want to think of ourselves as honest and compassionate and in general, good people. But at the same time, we also are tempted to do the wrong, to cheat, to lie, to steal in some situations. What happens with the mirror is that the mirror forces us to look at ourselves, literally speaking. Literally, yeah. But also, also at a deeper level, psychologically speaking, say, you know, can I continue to think of myself as a good person if I then turn around and cheat on this test? It's a lot, very hard to do that. So it reminds us of who we want to be. We want to be good people. And the mirror serves as a kind of moral reminder of our true values. Do we tend to, and I guess I can only ask for our culture here, do we tend to think in terms of no harm, no foul? If nobody's really getting hurt and I do something that I know is immoral or is not virtuous, that it's okay? Or do we tend to at least somehow know the basis of what's expected as far as morality and ethics. Yeah. So I, I think uh, I am a philosopher, so I, I can't pronounce, you know, definitively, and um, especially not uh, from a psychological perspective. I completely but... understand. <laughs> I am married to a philosopher, <laughs> another <laughs> professor. So I, I understand what you're saying. Right. Yeah. So but so take that for for what it's worth. But my my sense is that the research suggests, and my own lived experience suggests this as well, that we do know the right thing. It's not that most people are ignorant of what's right and wrong. We do actually have a good sense of, you know, cheating is wrong, uh, helping this person in this case is the correct thing to do. It's just that we often get distracted and lose perspective and focus because there are other competing interests that are are popping up in our lives. So self-interested considerations are popping up and competing with the moral considerations. And so what is really important is uh, to get people to have these kind of moral reminders like the mirror we talked about, but something more practical maybe in our lives uh, so that their focus is continuing to be on what's morally right, even if others are not going to be harmed in the process or benefit in the process. We still want to do the morally right thing uh, just because it's morally right. And what does that benefit, like not just us personally, but you know, societally, what is each individual saying, I want to be as morally right as possible what is the outward benefit for everybody if more people do that? Right. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I think it's it's tremendous. Uh, so we, first of all, there's going to be personal benefit. Uh, so I don't want to downplay that. I know you're asking about the societal, but it, let's start with the personal. Uh, there's research connecting increase in virtue and character 
with all kinds of personal benefits for oneself, like better mood, longer lifespan, greater academic achievement, less stress. So that's something to take into account. And then you start going at a societal or cultural level, and you think about this. Well, how would our culture be better if there were more honest people in it? Well, yeah, higher I, trust levels mean <laughs> everything from better economy to less crime. And, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, and then you, that's just an example of one aspect of character. So character is multifaceted with many virtues and vices coming into play. Uh, so you start with honesty and then you think, okay, compassion. And you think justice. And you start going down a list of all the different virtues and you say, well, what if we had a, cu- a culture like that where all these virtues are enhanced? We're more just. We're more honest. We're more com- courageous, compassionate. Seems to me... Uh, that's the kind of culture and I want so to sign if, up for. If we close the character gap personally, then at least it can start with us. Yes, that's, that's right. So uh, there's no like magic formula to improving character, but I do stress in this book that it has to start at the individual level. And at, towards the end of the book, I talk about strategies for improving my own character, which I think are not so promising. But then emphasize uh, final two chapters, strategies which are concrete, practical, and that can be implemented in our own lives that will make, I think, a good uh, positive impact on character in the long run. All right. The book is called The Character Gap. You can find it on Amazon. Uh, people want to learn more about the work you do. Uh, how can they learn more about you? Uh, you can follow me on social media at Character Gap. Uh, also, uh, email me or look me up at Wake Forest. All right. Uh, Dr. Christian Miller, thank you so much for the time. This has been fascinating. Thank you so much for having me on. All right. And thank you for being a part of American Viewpoints. I also want to give a special thanks to the Eudaimonia Institute at Wake Forest University, to WFDD Radio, where this program is produced this week, and of course, to everybody associated with Wake Forest University. I'm Mike Ferguson. We'll talk to you again next week. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to, are you? Kids, work, listening to the radio. You're busy, which is great because busy people can't get prediabetes. Oh my, I read that wrong. (laughs) They can. Should have worn my glasses. So visit doihaveprediabetes.org and take a short test because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that our daughters have what they need to grow and learn. But that isn't the case for nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. that struggle with hunger. Childhood hunger is a heartbreaking reality that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and provides it to families and children in need. You can help kids in need in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.